AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. In BDSM, a little is someone who takes on a childlike or submissive role in a power exchange dynamic called age play. This involves role playing where participants adopt different ages, such as an adult caregiver and a child. The caregiver provides nurturing, guidance, and protection, while the little typically portrays a younger age, often that of a child or teenager, and may engage in behaviors or adopt mannerisms associated with their age. This type of relationship is typically based on trust, consent, and clear communication between all parties involved and involves elements of discipline, playfulness, and exploring innocence and vulnerability. Today, my guest will be sharing her personal journey as a little. And she has her mommy on board with us, y'all. So to my guests, how are y'all doing? How you feeling? Let's go with the daughter first. How you doing? Doing good. I'm doing good. Okay, like, okay. Good. Everything's good. I love my dynamic. I, I love being a little. Um, it's, it's really... It's actually really good being a little because you get to 
Well, wait, hold on, hold on. Let me let me ask your mother how she doing first. Hold on. <laughs> she ready to go. <laughs> yeah, hello, Lodell. Mommy, how you doing? I am doing good. Thanks for asking. <laughs> before we begin with your journey as a little, were you always interested in the BDSM community before you became a little? And if so, what drew you to this lifestyle? Um, I would have to say no before I was into just being spanked. That's what I was into being before until I met my girlfriend and my girl- girlfriend. I was telling her some things that I liked in relationships I like to do. And she was like, oh, you're a kinkster. She's like, um, let to be a little, you know, this, this is like, it's okay. And I'm like, well, I've heard these terms before, but I've never wanted to be them because I go to a sex therapist and we talk about those things. We, we open that up, but we've never like literally like dwelled into those things talking about like what each category was until like, I was like, hmm, I like this. I think I want to be a little, I think I actually want to do this. Like, okay. So I've been a little for almost eight, eight years going on nine years now. Oh, wow. Well, what are some of the things that you like? I am baby five. My age range is from zero to two. So I like mm-hmm. that bonding stage, sitting on your lap, having my hair played with. Now, mommy, take notes. Please do take notes. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> I like hugs and kisses. I like drawing and coloring and painting. I like, Damn, you know, I'm a little too, because I like those <laughs> things too. <laughs> Somebody, you might be. <laughs> I I love like I'm not into like stuffed animals. I'm I'm not into stuffed animals. I like pacifiers. I like bows. I'm 27 years old and I still wear bows. Like I go to work mm-hmm. with the bow. I show mommy I have my bows. I actually go to work with bows and stuff. I'm a Lilo and a Stitch fan. I like baby dolls and Barbies. Mm-hmm. So I do still play with baby dolls and Barbies. Um, I like to go to the store. I like I like to go down the like the kids aisle. You like to be carefree, like you like to yes, indulge in yes. things, right? Yeah, yes. she she would eat pizza rolls three times a day if I had let her do that. So yeah, right. Yes. And also, I know you work at a daycare, so does that help you like feel connected to you being a little? Yes, it always has. Yes, it makes me feel. I get to play all day. Like right. I had K through seven for a long time. I did infants and toddlers and that made me feel more connected to two-year-olds too, because like, I like the bratty side of being a two-year-old, but I also like, like the inquisitive side, the loving side of children and how children are like, children are not like us. When we get mad at somebody, no, I don't want to be your friend anymore. Kids are like, um, oh, I want to be your friend again. Like, they're more loving and nurturing and want to do things and want to go places because I like that side. Adulting is just hard. After I adult, this is my reward. Yeah, adulting is ghetto, child. (laughs) Now, what are some other factors that contribute to you being so connected to the little identity? My trauma. I went through a lot in my life with my parents. I was adopted. So my biological mother died on my graduation day from high school. I oh, never wow. got to meet Yeah, I never got to meet her. My, Me and my biological father, we have somewhat of a relationship, but we don't really have a relationship. So me not knowing who my mom is, like never meeting her or getting that connection with her, mommy gives that 
connection to have with her and being around other kids give that connection like the trauma the things that I went through also in my childhood is just like being a little like heals that inner child she's healing something that I've always needed to be healed right wait how did you find out if you didn't have no relationship with your your biological mother who told you about her my father inboxed me on Facebook and when I called him he told me drunkenly that my mother had died from AIDS and she's in the hospital. I knew nothing. Wow. Knew nothing, for, knew nothing for years. And he came up and told me like over the phone, he's like, and guys, guess what? You know, you're related to me. Your dad's your cousin. So the guy, but my adoptive parents who have been raising me for years, I found out that my dad's not my dad. My dad's my cousin. And he never told me that. Wait, so you, so you don't know who your dad is? I know. Who, well, now I know who my dad is because he inboxed me. Oh, got it, got it. So the person who was raising you, you thought that was your dad, but come to find out that was your cousin. Yeah, my biological cousin. Wow. So, mommy, when you heard when you heard her story, how did this make you feel? Well, my princess had reached out to me um, about five months ago, and uh, I had no idea she had even studied me. She had been looking through my tweets going as far back as two thousand and nine. Um, when it came to searching for a mommy doll. And she had told me in the past about her experiences with two, two that I know that didn't work out for her. And when she told me about her history, which is, is different because this is something that she probably wasn't okay with opening up or she probably didn't know of the aftermath, how I would feel about how she opened up. And just hearing her story about how, how she was adopted things about her biological parents, um, things about her adoptive parents. It didn't run me away for some reason. Mm-hmm. I think it was her approach because she was really serious about her intentions of finding a mommy dom and the one that would suit her best. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she did disclose that in the past, it has been rough trying to find that connection that she was looking for. And previously, I had sworn off littles. I had never had a little before. However, I had interacted with littles. And those littles, they gave me not a wrong impression or a stereotype, but they weren't ready to receive the type of mommy dom that I am. So when she reached out to me and told me what her intentions was, everything about her, including her upbringing, including any type of mental um, health um, issues that she was experiencing, what she has done, what she has accomplished, um, it made me feel like this person had their head on straight and that um, she was pretty much not using kink in the form of hiding away from her vanilla problems, but only to help her with the vanilla right. problems that she was having. So it made me, it didn't make me apprehensive. It made me like pretty much like welcome her because I'm like, okay, this is someone who is not only a little, but this is someone who is an adult and has their head on straight and they know how to go back and forth between the dynamic um, between vanilla and kink in order to make sure that they are efficient in both areas. And that's something that I was looking for. I'm not asking for anybody to be perfect, but what I am asking is for someone to go ahead and try. And that right. she set herself from the littles that I had experienced. So Now wait, daughter, how many moms have you had before you met mommy? Woo, we're actually just like, <laughs> like, like lists. Um, don't say their names. Yeah, don't, don't say their names, but give us a number. Names, but numbers, you want numbers. 
Yes. Um, off the top of my head, I can say I have talked to 20 off the top. Like I like literally went through lists of like, okay, today we're going to do five. Tomorrow we're going to do this five. And then like. So you was like interviewing them. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Mm. Seeing what's the best fit for me. And then when I found mommy, I liked her content. I liked the way that she talked. I liked the way she did things. And I literally sat down. Mm-hmm. And studied her. I took like two days and was like, um, she got 2009. She had said thousands of tweets about herself. I wanted to see her. I didn't right. want to see like what her sessions do. I didn't want to see like anything that she did with anybody. I want to see her mindset and what her Look, mindset is for me. Mommy looking so. proud, y'all. <laughs> 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 mommy is proud, I'll baby. Be honest. I sat down and did that. Like, <laughs> okay, like. And I and in school I was never a studier. I was never like something like I want to actually like no. I hated homework, but this was homework for me. I got to figure out who this person is. I want to know their who they are because you know we read people text messages and like you be like okay, but when you read their tweets or stuff right. they put out for other people to read, other people in the world to see, you sit down and you be like. Okay, let's see what type of feedback she's giving the world. Like, well, let me see what comes out her mouth. Let's you want to get a sense of her. her. Yeah, let me see if she's right. gonna be able to lead me and guide me by what she says out of her mouth because I'm I'm looking up to her and she's looking down to me. So whatever comes out of her mouth going downwards is going to spew into me. So right. I went into text messages from like 2009. I looked at like where she was and how she came, like where she was as a person in 2009 into 2023, and like that's a lot. Yeah, and back in 2009, I wasn't even in the King community then. I was only 20. My Twitter had started out as a vanilla account. And even when I had gotten to Kink in 2012, it was still a vanilla account because I was afraid of how people would react, um, what they would think of me at that time. Right. My account didn't turn dark until about 2020. That's how mm. long. So he's looking at me from a, view, a point of view of someone who is a regular average person through my tweets. And I'm not talking anything about BDSM up until like maybe the tweets are in 2020 around the pandemic. Right. Yep. So it was interesting to know. I'm like, damn, you've been watching me that long? Like, right. like in a good in a good way. I mean, that's a good thing, and, you, especially when it yeah. comes to something as personal as your, your space and your well-being. You want to make sure you have the right people around you that's going to give you exactly what you need. So right. I think that's amazing. I was like, I want to know, like, and then when I got into her tweets, when she got into the lifestyle, then I started to look at, look at sessions and things she did with people, how she talked to them, how she approached them. How is she different than the mom, the mom that I have, the relationship with my mom? And it's totally different because it's something that I've always wanted. And when I started to look at her king tweets, it was like, okay, yeah, hook, line, sinker. I mean, if I have to tribute, I'm going to keep this one in my life. I, I don't care. Let's do it. And she reached out. She was just like, do I have to tribute anything? And I'm like, no. Like, she literally sent me, like, a few paragraphs. And I took the time to, like, literally read it. And I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like, this is someone really with their head on their shoulders. Not, hey, I'm looking for a mommy or I need a session. It's just like, no. She introduced herself. She told me about herself and how long she's been in a lifestyle. And she told me what she wanted and what she had to provide for me. And that literally set her apart from anybody. Because per- because it's a switch. It's a switch off. A lot of people right. don't realize that doms have lives too. Doms have needs and have wants. Doms have doms have stuff 
stuff that they need. And as a sub for me, I just feel like that I have to make sure that if you making sure I'm good, I got to make sure you're good. It needs to be beneficial for both parties. Correct. Or for all parties involved. So how do you go about finding, um, how did you go about finding her? Like, did you, because I, did you use hashtags or like? Twitter, she was on someone's tweet. She made a tweet, like a subtweet or something of someone. And I was like, I like her thinking. Let's see what else she thinks about. <laughs> like, I Ooh. like this. But how did you find the other mom moms? The same Facebook, route or? Facebook, Instagram. Some of them knew my daddy Dom. And my daddy Dom is also a female they would, we had made posts. I'd start making posts about it, putting my pictures and stuff out there. And mm-hmm. some of them would like inbox and be like, hey, I know you're looking for a mommy dom. And I'm like, okay, what can I offer you? And what can you offer me? Like what, I'm going to put all my baggage on the table. And if you can accept my baggage and accept me for who I am, we can go for it. A lot right. of them couldn't, a lot of them wanted money. A lot of these mommy doms, I'm putting it on the record. They want money. Right. They want the cash. They want the money for it. They can care less about your emotional needs, wants, or desires. They want money for it. Right. One of mommy, one of mommy tech, well, one of her um, like statements that she put on Twitter is that she doesn't need your money. Correct. So you don't need my money, but I know that. Like, so that, that made me feel comfortable that she doesn't need my money. A lot of them that make posts and stuff, they tell you they, they want your money. They, they want your money. They, they want your money. They, AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. 
This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Describe your relationship with your mom because i feel like when people hear this conversation or people who are vanilla they're going to automatically think sexual, but I don't get sexual from y'all. Like I really do get a relationship between two people that is very beneficial and that's helping each other out in different areas of each other's lives. So describe your relationship with her and your desires and expectations with as far as her. With my mom that I live with. No, with mommy. With me. Okay. With me. All right. So um, the relationship I have with mommy is non-sexual. So this mm-hmm. again, it's non-sexual. Yeah, I don't um, get sexual from y'all. It <laughs> is a. But have we been asked? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Too many times. Um, <laughs> but many times, we are just a normal everyday 
like mother and daughter, this is like, you know, how we do things. I ask for permission to go places, do things. I don't care what she's doing. I will pick up the phone and be like, hey, can I go here? Can I do this before I walk out? Because I, before I had a mommy dom, I was so used to just eating what I wanted to eat, getting up and going where I want to go, acting the way I wanted to act. And it's not like that anymore. Like now I have structure and discipline and like roadblocks before I hit the nail bank. I actually have to like, I have somebody to be like, hey, wait, did you ask me? Did you see how I felt? You asked her for permission for everything? Yeah, all the way down to spending money because I have a habit of when I'm mad, I'm going shop. I'm going to McDonald's. And she's like, yeah, no, you're not just going to go, no. What, what, what are you talking about? Like, no. Like, I had to be broken out of a lot of things, which is like she said, my eating habits were horrible. I wasn't even pooping when I met her. Oh, wow. I was like, I had to. Are you pooping now? Broken. Hell yeah. Oh, okay. Because you can go to the doctor. I end up having to get a colonoscopy. Like, it was that bad with her. Like, with oh, me. wow. She had to set up, like, no need. You need either, you need fruits, you need veggies every day. This isn't, oh, I'm going to go get McDonald's. Like, no. Or oh, I'm eating pizza rolls. And she's like, no. Like, no. Like, I have bad times. I have her, like, you know, to get up. But she has got on to me like she's gotten to know me so well so like she knows my habits or if I'm lying or if I'm like tired if she knows I'm online like she has all my stuff she knows it's a literally a mother-daughter relationship as if we live in the same house together right the same house same like we act as if like she pretty much she, she had me birthed me I know that you've been in this lifestyle for when you said eight nine years how mm-hmm. long you and mommy been together? Five months. Five months. Oh, wow. You could have fooled me, child. <laughs> <laughs> it's giving lifetime. We get that. We get that. Right. Yeah. But that also speaks to mommy's character for somebody to feel so comfortable within a short amount of time. Because that's a lot of trust there. It is. It is. And I have trust issues. And she make me very well aware or like assure me that I'm not leaving you. I'm not, we're not doing that. Well, I'm, I'm here. I love you. I understand you. She makes me feel comfortable enough to talk to her and, you know, be able to express how I feel. Or like I have a load of trash or a load of baggage. She's like, okay, let's talk about it. Like, let's, let's see why you're feeling this way and how you're feeling this way. Not just, you know, a lot of mommy doms that I have interviewed or talked to oh, well, you didn't pay me this week or, oh, well, you know, I have this to do. Like, no, shoot, mommy will put down, okay, give me like an hour. I'll call you back. Let's talk about it. Right. Or, okay, like, what's wrong? I didn't, even, I didn't even take any sort of monetary tribute or donation for like maybe like a month and a half. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was doing everything like, because I knew what she had been through and I knew the her path trying to find an appropriate mommy dom so it's just like the last thing I'm gonna do is gonna go ahead and ask her for a monetary contribution that should but I did it before she asks like before she she did yeah before she (laughs) asks I just giving yeah because she has a life just like I have a life right she has a life and she she needs she has needs and wants that she needs and wants now, do I require her to give me stuff? No. Do I ask her? No, because that's not my job. That's not her job. That's my job. My job right. is to have my have my shit together so that she can have her shit together. 
If she wants something, I give it to her. Well, daughter, how old are you when you are being a little? Two. Why two? I like that age. They are two-year-olds are... That's terrible too, child. Exactly. If you think (laughs) of a two-year-old, they're terrible. But they have that (laughs) sweet, innocent type of behavior where it's like, oh, yeah, I know I just pissed my pants, but I love you. (laughs) Right. Like, yeah, like, you know, like, I I know I just knocked all this stuff off the table, but don't you love me? Like, right. But it does not work on her. Like, that does, that, I'm telling you that. But I'm just curious. There's something, because I know you mentioned that you had a lot of trauma in your, um, during your childhood. Did something happen to you at the age of two for you to regress to that age? Yeah, my, I was in a foster home. I was in a mm-hmm. Jewish foster home, so I didn't get oh, that. Wow. I didn't get that time with my parents. I didn't get that love and care that I I needed. I didn't get that. Right. I was wow. adopted at three. My parents, the parents that I live with now, adopted me when I was three years old. Mm-hmm. So from like zero to two, like I didn't. I was in a foster home with plenty of other kids. Right. As soon as you was born. Yeah. So. I came out the gate into a foster home, so I like that age. I like being able to just sit down and be a kid for a while and enjoy that time. And she right. reminds me myself. But I also know how to click it on and click it off. Like, if we're in front of people, we're around people, or, like, you know, we're on the phone, and it's like, okay, let's have a serious conversation. I know how to, like, have a serious conversation and then be like, okay. Like, hey, how you doing? Like, you know. Right. But wait, is this your voice, your daughter's voice, or this is your actual voice? Because I know sometimes people put on, you know. Yeah, I actually talk like a little, like sometimes I actually do. And then like, but you're hearing my actual adult voice, I guess. Come on, daughter, give us a little voice. Give us a little, give us a little voice. Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) Don't let me get to acting now. Come on. How can I help you out with that? Uh, not on this broadcast. <laughs> well, yeah, I yes, shy maybe yes. Right now, yes, I am very shy. But is this something that's like automatic? Like if mommy asks you to do something, then it's like the voice just yeah, come on. Correct. Yep. Yep. Child, I'm gonna get this voice out of you, mom. Come on, mommy, I need your help. <laughs> oh, my lord. <laughs> My voice usually comes out when I have to be serious and I'm like, Princess, I'm very disappointed in you. And then the waterworks will come automatically. She hates when I'm disappointed. It usually does not happen a lot, but when it does, um, she's usually (laughs) hyperventilating and going crazy at that point. But um, if if it helps, you can go ahead and close your eyes and envision how you greet me every morning um, at almost the crack of dawn. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I give her like like oh yeah I do, but I don't call but like good morning, good morning. like I you give do. her like the sweet high pitch in the morning and no, normally she gives me that good morning like but, <laughs> but like, <laughs> like tired mom don't want to be bothered like girl vibrant super early <laughs> And I'm wiping out the crust out of my eyes at this point. And I'm just like, hey, baby girl. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know how many times I have called and she's like, 
one more slide. I'm putting. I'm just getting up. Okay. Like, wait, <laughs> princess. Mommy is literally just getting up. Like, I'm like, mommy, what are you doing? She's like, I, I, I literally just woke up. <laughs> like, okay. But she never yells. She never screams. Now, great impersonation of mommy. She never yells. She never raises her voice. She will literally be like. I was like, I'll tell her, like, mom, I really just, I really don't feel veggie-ish today. She's like, okay, you don't have to. It's okay. It's fine. If you want another colonoscopy, it's fine. Go ahead. We can get another colonoscopy. That's fine by me. Yeah, because you got to wow, take a shit now. now. Just like me. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no, I don't want that. She's like, well, I guess we're eating vegetables today. Yeah. Like, you take care of yourself. Like, she hit me the other day and was like, I want a donut. And I'm like, okay, you can have the donut, but that means you won't be able to have any other sweets for the rest of the week. And she's just like, never mind, never mind. I don't want a donut now. I'm like, what's wrong? Like, no, I do I'm that not. with her. Like, if I feel like I, like, I'm not dumb. Like, if I feel like mommy's going to, like, hook, line, and sinker me, I'm like, um, yeah, no. Mm. She'd be like, yeah, you can have McDonald's, but where the hell? I'm like, oh, never mind. Just right. Hey, look, you can have it. Um, I think I'm gonna cook something we got in the house. Uh, I don't even want it at this point. So, do you see the relationship relationship between you and mommy evolving over time? And if so, what does that look like? Oh, I see a long, like longevity. Like once we locked in, ain't no switching up. Like I see that with her, and hmm. everybody sees the difference, the change, the happiness in me, the like me doing everything that I need to see. Like people see that even like therapists, like I see, a, I see a therapist and they're like, she's really, really good with you. Like we wish she would have been in your life. The times that you, you know, didn't want to go to therapy, didn't want to get up, didn't want to do what you're supposed to like case workers. Like I, they, a lot of people see the change. They're seeing the change. That's what's up. I'm really happy for you. Yeah. So how do you define the balance between power and authority within y'all dynamic? We talk. We talk everything out. Everything is literally communication and talking. I always ask her, are you comfortable doing this? Are you okay with this? If you're not, then we can do something different. We can try something different. What do you want me to do? What, what are your needs? What are your wants? What are you suggesting that we do? And she lets me know how she feels. And she does the same thing with me. She's like, I sometimes when you know something's on mommy's mind and she's been thinking hard, she's like, I've been thinking. And I'm like, oh, shit, what I do now? Did she catch me <laughs> on Facebook late night? Like, well, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get in trouble. And she's like, no, I'm just thinking that we can try this or we can do this or I can buy you this. Like, I can tell, like, I'm going to have a lot of Lilo and Stitch stuff, a lot of toys. Like, when I come to see her in August, I'm going to have, like, tons of stuff to play with. And, like, I like being collared and I like having, like, you know, her name. Like, I can tell that it's going to be, like, World World One, like, of tons of stuff and lots of love and care. Because she treats me like I'm her real child. Like, I, like she popped me out. And I love that. Listen, so... We had a conversation because she has her own episode coming on, coming out, talking about being a professional dominatrix. 
And one of the questions I asked her, I was like, yeah, so I know you have a daughter and it seems like she's like very supportive. And I was like, how do you balance that with your friends and family? And she was like, well, no, I don't have a daughter. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't have a daughter? I'm like, I see her comment and you're underneath your, your comment post saying that she love you, mommy. So that's when she broke it down. And I was like, wow. <laughs> It was such a mind fuck. Because I'm like, you do have a daughter. I saw her comment. But then I was like, because we all are like, we're in the same age group. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. I know black don't crack, but something ain't looking right. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm 27. I'm very, I'm, yeah. But, yeah, pretty much. Right. So, mommy, how has this relationship been beneficial for you? Oh, my goodness. Uh, princess has definitely been a godsend um i'm not even talking about what she does for me monetary she has taught me a lot about patience and Mm. she has pretty much assisted in the boost that i needed to in order to take on the mommy dom position because at first i was just like uh i'm a tt towards littles like i'm an auntie like they're littles out to me in an auntie form i've never like felt like motherly but with just felt like naturally to care for her and it made me softer it definitely made me more feminine it made me more confident in my role as a mommy dom especially because I can't think about just me anymore I have to think about me another individual and in her little age she can't think for herself in her adult age she can she has autonomy over her thoughts and feelings and I mean at her little age I give her that grace too but it uh she's benefited me just by being someone who is open enough to talk to, I had not had any experience being a mommy dom to a little, so I'm still learning her, and I'm learning how to sharpen my skills and my technique as a mommy dom. Does she want any siblings? No. Do I want any? Like, I was just about children? to ask you: Can mommy no. have more than one child, baby? <laughs> she is She is not going for that, and I don't want another little. I don't think I could find anybody that would be comparable to me smile she makes me laugh she lets me be myself she lets me take the load off like she knows that I work a stressful job a vanilla job but she calls and texts me and even though I'm just like what do you want I'm happy to hear from her it is very it's, it's a breath of fresh air hearing from her because I know her intentions are pure and you need those types of people and I don't think these types of connections come around often right right um, so I feel like she was like definitely been destined to like be sent to me and I'm like I don't know how the heck she found me but I'm glad that she did and I'm glad that I was just like you know what I'm just going to be open-minded to it because not all littles are the same and it made me appreciate the fact that I was able to step into something new and actually enjoy it rather than just saying uh-uh, I'm not doing that so I can tell really- you enjoy it yeah she made me like feel really open-minded and it's something that I'm definitely yeah. compassionate about so her first thing was after she accepted it, she's like, oh, oh my gosh, I'm going to need this outfit and that outfit. I can yeah, actually I do that. I wanted to transform. I did not want to wear any sort of latex or PVC clothing or lingerie or leather boots or anything. I was just like, I have to be like my mom now. I have right. to cater to this individual and I cannot look like I'm servicing just any old client. I want the Stepford Housewife dress. I want to, and I, I'm really good at putting makeup on. Like, I love makeup. Love mm-hmm. getting my hair and nails done. It made yeah, because feel- somebody thinks you're a makeup artist. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Body I'm a little I'm a makeup artist. So Y'all hear that yeah. in her episode when it comes out. 
So it, and it I contribute to like, those things. So she she wants hey look you want to look like a mommy I'm gonna pay for it and like yeah want to get your hair done like a mommy I'm gonna pay for it you want to so reach out to be like hey do you need anything and I'm like no I think I've got under control she's like well I'm I get paid this day you need to write down what you need from me within these days so I can have it and I can remember it like she's on top of shit even before I even have to like remind her right and sometimes she'll get it out of me to ask me what I need because I'm just so like no I work like I'm good I'm good baby girl she's just like no but this is what I want to do. So I let her do it. Listen, y'all gonna be having people thinking that their kids must be paying them child, helping them out with bills and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> y'all gonna be having people making them check, making their children get a job, child. <laughs> she has been doing her big one with me and in her per- personal life. Uh, tell her, tell her what you just did over the weekend. That was uh, really. Oh funny. yeah, see, I have not drove like I've been out of high school for like years now. Right. No. Driving was like one of my big like <sighs> I'm actually driving and I'm scared. I went to driving school. I actually have my driving permit, so I'll be switching over to get a driving license. I paid her car off. Okay. So she doesn't she doesn't have a bill to pay, so I paid her, her car off. And then the next week after that I went and bought me a car. I was like, I'm gonna actually do this and drive and be an adult. Okay, come on. <laughs> now. I was getting princess treatment. I was like, I'm gonna let my parents take me. I'm not driving. And right. like, we, talked, we talked about it and she was like, Yeah, it's it's about that time. I'm driving. Yeah. I'm like, right. So now I drive. So I'm just curious, daughter. Do you want kids? Um no, not at the moment. If I find a good guy that it's okay with you know having kids and understanding that or if he has stepkids i've been in relationships with guys that has kids i don't mind being like a step parent i'm a teacher and Mm -hmm. i teach i taught many kids for 10 years i've been teaching Mm -hmm. for 10 years so um no i have way too many god kids i've got children and um real kids no not not right now not right now i mean you're still young so of course, of course. But mommy, you want kids, right? Uh, I'm not sure yet. <laughs> I feel like um, I'm comfortable, and I'll be 34 this year. Mm-hmm. Um, there are still some things that I want to do in my life before I think about bringing a child into this world. AT and T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. 
with the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, A military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I've always felt like auntie, but now with me having a little, I'm like, oh, okay, so this is like not a full crash course into motherhood because she is an actual adult human being. I said, but this gives me an idea of what it looks like. It's not going to be just about me anymore. Someone is right. going to be on me, waking me up before I'm even up and telling me that, hey, like I need attention. So this is teaching me about patience. Mm-hmm. Um, having kids would be cool if I were ready to settle down and do that. Right. But right now I'm not ready to. Now, I think I still got some more years. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Listen, y'all both are young. All of us are young. So listen. We have some time, okay? Yeah. Now, I know that you have a dad dominant. How is that relationship with your dad dominant? And how is it as a as a family? Um, I want to say it's, um, it's different because daddy gets to take a break now. And like, it's not take a break. Where daddy at? Daddy, daddy's in Ohio. I live in Florida, so I travel between both doms, which I will be doing. But I've seen daddy. Me and I used to live with daddy for like a month. I went to I went to a crash course, crash a crash course, and what a real dom lives like. So I went and lived with her for a month. I went on my job, told my job, look, I won't be here for a month. I'm going to Ohio. I flew out for a month. I lied and told my parents I'm going on some work retreat, and they believed me. You wasn't scared. No, I flew my first time. I got on a plane for the first time by myself. She got me off the flight. Um, her and her family was so loving and welcome. I am like a stepmom to her. I was when, when he was seven. He's 13 now. She's oh, been yeah. in my life for eight years. So I've been, I I take care. I love and care for my, also my first, um, that experience, like wild mommy, because I, tribute to her i make sure she i actually pay 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 bills with her and i make sure things are done i don't care how many jobs i gotta get i'm gonna make sure you're taken care of point blank period um that dynamic with me mommy and daddy is like a real family she will not give me my way until well let me go ask your mother what all right <laughs> yes. i don't need it i don't need it if you got to ask her for it it's gonna be a definite no i don't need it but wait, like, when I'm you right. went to go, before you continue, when you went to go stay with her and her family, what did her family say? Oh, did they know her, you? Her family, actually, she taught her kids that she's a dom. My dom sat down and told her kids, look, I'm a dom. This is what I do. She used to put her kids to bed and then go in the neighborhood and dominate on a lady that wanted to be spanked. Oh, so she, yeah. would her, she would let her oldest daughter watch her kids and she would go out and do what she needs to do and come back home. She's is 50. she older? Oh, yeah, she's fifty. So yeah, I'm dating I'm a fifty. I'm dating a fifty year old. But are you date? Is is your relationship with your dad? Is that sexual? Yes. Okay. 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 Child, yeah. let me find out about you, daughter. <laughs> daughter out there not playing no games, baby. At all. Right. Yeah, so I lived with her for a month. Her kids were. Her seven-year-old, we have not, like, really discussed it, discussed it. So, right. at seven years old, it was kind of like, what is all that noise in there? Like, what is going on? So, I had to break it down to him that I'm his mom's special friend. Is she white? She's um, mixed. She's Black and Native American. Okay. Now her, you were her then husband, but not her husband, but the stepdaddy 
did not like our relationship. He still does not like our relationship. I mean, but can you blame him though? It is what it is. I mean, if you're not getting shit done, I might, I might as well. Child, not a real nigga pulling up, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I was the side piece for like a year. And then I was like, listen, if I'm paying bills. Right. Like, you might as well. What are you here for? Like, like, yo. So, yeah, I lived with her for like a month. And I was like, ooh, I'm cool with that. Like, I'm cool with this. I can like this. I can do this. And took care of her, her kids. I showed her. I'm the type of person, I like to show you what you got before you decide you want to go and pick something else. I actually met her on the porn website. Mm. And we connected and talked. And I looked through her profile, her stuff. I talked to her. I sat down and got to know her. And then like maybe six months later into our relationship, I was like, I'm going to come live with you for a month. I want to see what you're made of. Like what you got. Right. She was like, okay, all right, I got this. So I fell in love. Like it was accident. That was an accident. Falling in love with her was a total, total accident. We did mm. not mean for that to happen. She was supposed to be my dom. My my she was my mommy dom before my daddy dom. But mm. I see what her daddy dom issues can do in the bedroom and outside the bedroom. And I was like, I don't want you to be my mommy Listen, dom. Listen, mommy's girl. face right now. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to be my daddy dog. Like, I want you to be daddy. I want you to dominate me. I, you know what you're doing on the daddy side. I, I can find a mommy. Like, we can do that later. I want a daddy dog. So she became my daddy dog. And like, it's just been, that was a freaking accident. She was like, one day, she was like, look, I think I like you more than you like me. And I was like, yep, I do too. And we just like fell in love and been in love ever since. Like, now, I got two questions. And mommy, don't feel away. I'm just asking because I'm playing devil's advocate. How do you, daughter, how do you know that these relationships are as genuine as you say they are? Like, talking how do you... Talking, communication. Mm-hmm. If I have to sit down and talk to a person over the phone, text message can only go so much. I want right. to hear that person's voice. I want to look at them and I want to see their body language like what mommy i automatically went to a facetime because i needed to see her body language yeah because like, energy don't lie exactly and that's how i knew like yep she's the one let's close up facebook block everybody that's like i still get <laughs> people block like, everybody <laughs> yeah i still get people that would be like oh, are you looking for a mommy dom nope block delete <laughs> like i'll show her i show her everything but like, how do you know you're looking for a mommy dom you on a platform somewhere um, I'm still in like groups that we're in mm. and they was, they probably seen the post I posted that I'm like, okay, I don't care. I'm not taking it down. Right. I have a mommy dom, so it doesn't matter. Like, right. it doesn't matter. Um, and if they do like, you know, I've had one person, oh, you, you said on the post, you still looking for a mommy dom. Yep. But I have one now, delete block and, um, it's whatever. <laughs> right. But now my second question is. You don't think that's too much to be telling the kid about you getting spanked and his mama a dom and all this other stuff? No, he knows. We bring out the bag. We brought out the bag. Like, he knows. He knows what his what mom bag? does. She has a dom bag, too. And I was like, you got a bag? She has a dom bag. Yeah. Mommy, how you feel about that? You, you don't think that's too much for a kid to know? Um, In my personal opinion, like, and I want to say that Black parenting, especially Black parenting, is not a monolith. Um, mm -hmm. I probably, like, if I had a child, I probably would have been like, um, you know, that's just mommy's special friend. That's all. Right. Probably when he got a little bit older. But 
He yeah. is a very smart kid. He is not the average uh, little child that you would think. Yeah, um, he's 13 now. Yes. And, and he, he knows makes, He knows everything. Like, mm, and he's very understanding. He's very understanding. And very and open. Says, yep. Yep. Mm. He's very understanding, very open-minded. Now, he does not know about the relationship that me and her have, like a sexual relationship. But he knows, like, one day I got in trouble and daddy told me, she's like, listen, at six o'clock in the morning, you better have my son ready, dressed, teeth brushed, and out the door ready for school at, you know, on the bus at seven. I was so scared. I had that boy ready at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you remember, you remember the, the episode from um, Good Times when they took the guy from the alley and made him into a cleat? That's how I had that man. He's like, he's like, yeah, five o'clock in the morning. Listen, I ain't getting no ass whipping for you. You better get up. He was so he was so tired. I literally brushed his teeth while he was sleeping. I was like, "Listen, I got to brush your teeth." It's five o'clock in the morning. You know, I asked for you get up. Right. And I have him on the bus out the way. She would dominate me, spank me, and we would have our little time, everything before three o'clock. So when he left, me and her would come down. I would be almost like I would cook her breakfast. I would bring mm-hmm. her, you know, drinks, whatever she wanted, serve her. Like a child would everything. We would do everything that we wanted to do by three o'clock. But if I acted up in front of her kids, she didn't give a damn. She would beat me in front of her kids. She did that one time. And she, beat you like what? She beat the dog shit out of me for disrespecting her in front of her kids because I thought I could in front of her kids. You know what's so interesting about this? Because I feel like, especially with mommy, right? I feel like with mommy and just interacting with her the few times that we have, I feel like the reason why you thrive so much in this lifestyle is because it's giving you something that you never have, which is stability, which is family, which is support, because I feel like you really enjoy it, which I can tell you really do, because I feel like a certain part of you is finally getting the healing that you deserve. Yes, very correct. Yes. Because I can tell you this this is your shit. This is your bag. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I have fun. I actually have fun. I have a lot of fun. Now, are there any hard limits or activities that are off limits for either one of you in this yeah, dynamic? We're not having sex. Don't peg me. We're not pegging. We're not pegging. <laughs> Correct. We're, I don't do um like shit. I would never shit in a pull up. Like I wear pull ups because you know it's fun. Whatever. Or right. I'm, like kids underwear. I'm not shitting in it. You're not. I, I would, I would like literally like throw up. Well, yeah, that, that might like, be a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, and she's like, turn around, let me wipe you. Let you do what? No, man. Yeah, I don't see mommy out. doing that. No. <laughs> I'll think about it. I'll think about pissing. Um, mm, no. That is a mine as well. So, yeah. And we know how you feel about shit, mommy. <laughs> yeah, we are both on, like, off board. We're like, nah. Right. Um, I have to say, like, I'm not into vlogging, like, the typical things that she do with her other clients. Now that I'm learning more about that pro-dom side, I'm like, you did what to him? Where? And she's like, princess, let me explain something to you. She has to literally <laughs> break it down. I'm like, ew. I was like, those are my heart limits. The stuff she does with other clients are my heart limits. Like, I have a whole different book and I have to ask her, you ain't gonna be doing that to me, right? She's like, yeah, no, uh uh-uh, never. And I'm like, yeah, good. We all Yeah, I don't get that from y'all, though. Like, I don't get, like, 
I feel like when you speak about your dad compared to mommy, I feel like it's two different type of energy. Yes, it is. Mommy's Mom- more of the disciplinarian. Daddy will actually, instead of daddy being daddy, we've given daddy the backseat because daddy has did it for eight years. Like she's been holding it together for eight years. And now that mommy's here, mommy is more of the like disciplinarian, the one that'd be like, no, daddy, she cannot have ice cream at three o'clock in the morning. Like she's the one that'd be like, no, like, like, are you serious right now? Right. Like she will take, hey, mommy, can I have like a cinnamon roll? And I'm like, you can have one or two. She was just like, but it has eight in the pack. I'm like, that doesn't mean you need to eat eight. And then I will have her take a picture or we'll get on FaceTime and she will cook it and then put the rest away. And I'm like, hey, what about them cinnamon rolls the other day? Do you still have the same amount that I told you to have? Like, I'm very much on her when it comes to that. And then my brother turns around and <laughs> eat them. And I'm like, bro, I needed that for proof and evidence. And he's like, bro, I'm sorry. I was hungry. And I'm like, bro, like, really? Like, my parents are not supportive of my lifestyle. But well, hold on. Brother- Before you get there, could we, I, I want to ask you some questions about that. But mommy, do you like daddy? I do. I do. It's a little bit hard um, because we um, live in different states. Like she's in Ohio and I am in Georgia. Um, So when we do family time, we'll get on either like Facebook Messenger, like do a video call with all of us together or we'll FaceTime each other. Um, We've actually disciplined um, Princess that way uh, before and had her stand in the corner for about an hour. But um, I do like daddy. Um, I do like the fact that she is able to take a back seat in this, um, especially since she has been doing this uh, for so long. We right. definitely have different styles of parenting and personalities and stuff, too. Um, but I do love daddy and I do cherish her, especially as an authoritative figure, uh, figure for her. And she's actually a really good person to speak with, um, especially regarding BDSM and the dynamic. Like she's very um, heavy on high protocol and discipline. So, Listen, it's I cool. feel like y'all the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> go, <laughs> set that, go set that up for me, mommy and daughter. <laughs> yeah. Now, cool. I feel like when people hear this conversation or when you have these discussions about the lifestyle that y'all live, I'm pretty sure that you encounter a lot of uh, misconceptions or stereotypes about being a little within or outside of your community. And if so, how do you address them? That's my mom. And people are like, you know, it's kind of like pedophilish. No, that's my mom. We ain't doing nothing sexual. That's like, we, I've had to tell people off. Like, that's my mom. Like, no, there's nothing in between the lines. Don't you have a mom? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I got one too. That's my mom. Like, right. And then on my side, people like, so your little really like gives you money, like, and like, pays for your hair and nails and pay your car. Like, I want someone that's like that. I'm like, no, because submission is earned. And unless you have done something or contribute to this person's well-being, and I'm not talking about just because you want to receive something out of it. I'm talking about you are pretty much responsible for a whole nother person um, and their mental, physical, and emotional well-being. Then you don't get the privilege in order to be a mother dom to anyone um, and anybody in this lifestyle, especially littles and subs. They've been in this lifestyle pretty much longer than you, so they will pretty right. much know when you are in this for the money or if it's some sort of ulterior motive that you have. Like these people require 
more care than anyone else, in my opinion, because of oh, yeah, the for age sure. play that they have. Um, yeah. There's littles, there's middles, like there's teenagers, like, and they have different needs. So the needs of one little is definitely going to differ between the other one. And depending on no what child is the same. Exactly. What Depending on what type of background that they actually have, you're going to have to cater that experience so that it's um, a dynamic between you two and it's not universal. It has to really be something that is uh, dedicated uh, to that specific person. And that takes a lot of time and takes a lot of patience, which a lot of people don't have. A lot of people are natural caregivers. Right. And when people hear our stories and stuff, they automatically try to, I've been tried, I've almost kidnapped twice. Kidnapped by who? <laughs> by mm-hmm. people, they want me as their son or they want me as their submissive. They want me as their little. They will, will underhandedly try to have you know, a conversation with me or her and be like, oh, does your little does this? Or like, you know, trying to be sneaky and ask questions that they know knowingly they're not asking for good intentions they're asking for like bad intentions to try and get me from you know they'll re- they'll reach out to her oh can you teach me to be a mommy dom and she'll like no but you can talk to my mommy dom about you know her domination 101 they'll do that in the wow. attempts to try to get the experience of doming this person and just be like hey well since i've been doing this for so long with you might as well go ahead and make it official and it's just like my little already knows where home is i'm not worried about her switching up or you right. know being influenced by anyone else but people out here will try it they right. definitely have now mommy we know that people think that you're a makeup artist so daughter do any of your close friends or family knows about you being a little and if so what are their thoughts on your identity? Yep. Um, I've had my my family does know. My parents do know. Um, and they're they're not my family is okay with it, but they don't like it. They think it's kind of pedophilish. How did they find um, out? They don't really like it. Um, I had to break it down and tell my mom, like, she's like, why are you taking all these trips? And why do you have all this? Like, why? why? I, I just told her, like, mom, I'm a little. I like to be spanked. I like to be, I like to be handled like a child. I like that bonding, that one-on-one time that she can't give me. So somebody else is giving it to me. I told her straight like that. And um, she wasn't okay with it, but she accepts it because she feels like maybe that's healing my trauma in some type of way. So she's understanding now but she's not she doesn't like it but she understands it but my job a lady on my job had said something to me along the lines of can you come and do this with me I was like no I'm a dom I can't do that what she wanted you to do um like hanging out with people I asked for permission before I do certain things and my boss looked at me and was like you have a what I said I'm a dom I have a disciplinarian I have to ask my mommy before I'm allowed to like come and hang out and do things with other people because Girl, I just I know they was me. probably looking at you like <laughs> no actually my boss was very interested she was like what what else do they do like right what? and they don't judge me my job is we do we don't talk around the kids we don't ever talk around the obviously kids. but we do and privately they'd be like oh my gosh like this is like, ooh, like you got somebody to hold you accountable. My job loves it. Like, don't even like say hi to mommy. Like, if I'm on Clubhouse with her or whatever, 
And I'd be like, oh, Malik's in the room. And Malik would be like, hi. Like, the guys, they understand it. They are very okay with it. They know I have a mommy dom. They know that they've heard her voice before and said hi to her. They, they're okay. So how do you navigate the transition in and out of the little headspace? Like, is that hard for you sometimes? No, it's fine. Um, It's different. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you're a little when you need to be a little, and then you're an adult when you need to be an adult. Mm-hmm. So when I need to be a adult, I will talk as an adult, do what I got to do so that I can quickly become a little and enjoy my time. Right. And is it hard for you to balance everything between your career, your life, everything you have going on in your personal life and also in your lifestyle? No, because I've been doing it for eight years. At first, it was like the first year. It was like, damn, this is hard. Right. What am I doing? Like, but once you find purpose in what you're doing and you start to love what you're doing, it's like, oh, I can do this. I've been doing it for eight, eight, nine years with my daddy. So I knew with mommy, it's going to be easy. Like, right. this, this is cool. Okay. Like, now, in what ways have being a little provided comfort or helped you cope with the emotional challenges associated with losing your mom? Um, That I have a mom. Like, I feel like God purposely, like, brought her to me to be a mom to me that I needed. Mm-hmm. So she gives me the comfort and reassurance that everything's okay. And I'm a dramatic child. And every time I talk to her, she's like, yes, you're fine. You're not dying, but you're fine. You're going to be okay. I'm like, well, life is she's like, you're fine. You're going to be okay. And she gives me that reassurance that real mothers do that. But when I got can't do that. She can't like navigate with my feelings. This one does. This one gives me like the feelings, the the love and the understanding that I right. need. Right. I feel so, like the mom that you have, y'all not really close, are y'all? No, we're not. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> I don't get that. Like, uh-uh, we're not. Um, we are on some level, but other levels like this, no. Right. She doesn't really have feelings and connections. The intimacy. Yeah. But mommy does. She gives me all, all that and more. So I'm like, yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Now, if your mom was still alive, would you would, would you be open to having that conversation or have a, some type of relationship with her? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I would tell her about mommy. Uh, yeah. I've heard my mom, my biological mom is a really nice person. So I'm pretty sure she'll be understanding of what I like. Right. And what is your relationship with your dad now? Your biological my, dad? My dad lives in Tampa and he's a listed pedophile. So I have no conversations like. Oh, wow. And he has schizophrenia really bad. So it's hard to talk to somebody that doesn't know fiction from reality. And right. those type of people just have to be careful about what you say and how you say it. Um, I do you don't know what can trigger them. Yes, I do speak to him once a month and I check on him to see how he's doing. But otherwise than that, there's really no relationship. Like, nothing. You know, I don't really know you that well, but I want to say I'm really proud of you because you, you've been through some shit. And, you know, to see where you at now, you look very happy. Like, I can tell that this is a a healthy relationship with you and mommy. Like, because I know in life, it's not it's not easy trying to navigate through all this shit that life 
throws at us. So I'm really happy for you. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. And what is your advice you would give to others who have experienced similar losses in art or are exploring being a little as a form of healing or coping mechanism? Do it. Go ahead and do it. It's like the best thing ever. Like I wake up happy. I go to bed happy. Once you find the person that has that niche that that gives you like, you know, that clicks with you, it's like the best thing ever. Like Mm -hmm. it's once you find that person, once you find your person and you and your person clicks, it's it's fun. Mm -hmm. I love it. And mommy, you have any advice for those who may be in a similar situation as your daughter? Um, for anyone who is thinking about being a little, I would say go ahead and embrace it. Mm-hmm. If you are searching for a parental figure or a big, or in this case, like a mommy dom, definitely study them. Look at their social media profiles. Look at what they are saying in their most intricate thoughts when they're not in scene. Um, ask good questions like, why is submission paramount why is consent paramount within this dynamic what does submission mean to you um what do you have to offer as a mommy dom to a submissive these types of questions go way further than how long have you been in the bdsm lifestyle because But not everybody who's in this lifestyle can be a caregiver. Like when mm-hmm. they, when people say, oh, I'm a dom. That's a very you, important job. What type of D type are you? Are you a sadist? Are you a mommy dom? Are you affectionate? Like what are, are you a high protocol dom? Like there are different types. And sometimes those can go ahead and intertwine in order to see what type of dynamic that you would be able to present or represent yourself. But it's important to know who you are. And as subs, especially since they're on searches for a parental figure, you really have to really vet and make sure that the person that you're interested in is right for you and suit your needs too, because your needs are definitely important. Well, I thought this was a very insightful and amazing conversation. Me too. Right? I like her. As I'm very proud of her. This is her first time like speaking on a podcast. Yes. Thank you so much, daughter. Oh, you know, I do have one more question for you. So what do you get mommy for Mother's Day? Oh man. Um, well, she could get a massage or I actually did she want flowers for Mother's Day. I was gonna do an edible arrangement and send it to her house, but since you know grandma don't know much. I didn't want her to open the gift and eat it. So I was like, yeah, I have to. <laughs> yeah. She's not like, grandma. mommy, and start eating it. And then she's like, oh, well, thank you for the edible arrangement. And then you're going to be sitting there thinking, mm-hmm. <laughs> you ate my edible arrangement. And I want you to be mad with your mama, low key. Be like, yeah, mm-hmm. remember that Mother's Day ate my edible arrangement. Like, I don't want you to be mad with her. So I had to figure that out. But she's definitely getting a Mother's Day gift from me. But mommy, you know you're gonna have to tell your mama about something real soon. Um, probably once I am out of the house and well, yeah, that uh, makes sense. <laughs> the city as much as I can. yeah, yeah. 
Hopefully I will. And I know she's probably going to go ahead and run her mouth to cousins or aunts. And they're going to be like, well, we already knew you were just the only person who did it. Right. Like, girl, catch up. (laughs) But um, yeah. um, But I know eventually I have to have this conversation. And I don't know how it's going to go, but I'm just preparing for the worst. She's not going to do like that. She's just going to think I'm a weirdo. And I don't think anything that was good because I'm in it. But this is coming from somebody who is like in their 60s, who goes to church and right. uh, who is going to look at this as the eyeball in like, what are you doing? This is a bit much. So I'm, I'm not right. going to stop going. <laughs> I must say this conversation was very insightful. So I definitely want to thank daughter and mommy for coming on the show because I think this was a very amazing conversation. But before we leave, I do want to take a moment to acknowledge those who have lost their moms. Mother's Day can be a tender time for many. And I just want to send my love and support to all of those who carry the bittersweet memories of their beloved mothers in their hearts. Remember, healing comes in different forms. And the mom-dom little dynamic we explore today is just one example of how individuals find solace and growth within the BDSM community. Whether you identify as a little, a caregiver, or simply just navigating your own unique path, I hope that this episode has shed light on the power of vulnerability, trust, and love in our journeys towards healing. So if y'all have any questions, comments, or concerns, please make sure to email me at hello at the phdpodcast.com. And until next time, everyone, later. Bye. Daughter, you're not going to say bye? <laughs> the Professional Homegirl Podcast is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. And you can connect with me on social media at the PHG Podcast. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 